Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today we're visiting with our friends from Camp Ripley and our guests today include Chief Warrant Officer Shane Haugen who is in the Public Affairs Department at Camp Ripley and Mr. Josh Pennington. Josh is the Camp Ripley Environmental Supervisor. Gentlemen, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, Josh, last time we had you on, we were talking about uh, all the things that go on. Uh, you know, we don't think about it. That is quite a tract of land. And you guys have to be not only training and doing all the things you do, but also environmental stewards too, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you think about camp as a 53,000-acre uh, chunk of land, so we do a lot of environmental stewardship and we do a lot of land management activities that both kind of facilitate the, the military training mission at Camp Ripley, but also um, – Camp Ripley is a, st- a state statutory game refuge, so we do a lot of habitat management and we do a lot of outdoor recreation activities um, and things like that as well. Yeah, very, very fascinating. Let's let's talk about some of the uh, things you do daily and maybe some of the major programs that you work on as well. Sure. So just like uh, the military training season, spring is a very busy time for us. Um, so a couple of things we're engaged in right now. Uh, this is prescribed fire season. So if you're driving past Camp Ripley and you look and you see a big plume of smoke, um, we're doing a lot of prescribed fire. And we do that for uh, several different reasons. Um, the, the fire program at Ripley, is uh, it, it's not just the environmental section's involvement. It's uh, the fire and emergency services. We have a full-time fire and emergency services staff on Camp Ripley um, and also the Department of Public Works. And so it's a really big team effort. Um, to do the prescribed fire. But uh, there's two primary drivers uh, that that engage us in fire. One is uh, hazard mitigation. So um, we call the, uh, the the grass and the trees and, and things like that, uh, we, we kind of describe that as fuels. And so as you uh, reduce the, the fuels on the ground, that reduces the threat of a wildfire from a training round or something like that, starting a fire and leaving leaving posts. That would be the worst case scenario is if we have a wildfire occur. So we do a lot of uh, wildfire prevention, which is our mitigation burns. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the habitat on Camp Ripley is uh, fire-dependent native plant communities. And so these plant communities have evolved over eons to, to adapt to fire and thrive on fire. And so by introducing fire into this landscape, it actually benefits those, those plant communities. And also a lot of the wildlife uh, benefits. And which leads to a lot of another thing we're, we're actively doing this uh, this time of year is our, our spring turkey hunts. Oh, so okay. last week we had our disabled veterans turkey hunt where awesome. we pair a disabled veteran with a um, with a guide to go out, and we had 35 hunters last week. Um, this is facilitated almost entirely through our service organizations. Um, they do an excellent job of, of providing meals for the disabled veterans and getting them outside and getting them engaged in, in nature and, and bagging a bagging a bird. Cool. And those turkeys, they really thrive in those environments where prescribed fire have occurred. Um, it really does really? benefit the wild turkey population. And then this week and next week, we have our deployed soldier turkey hunts. So these are uh, hunting opportunities for soldiers who are recently deployed. Gives them an opportunity to come onto Camp Ripley and hunt turkeys. Otherwise, Camp Ripley is completely closed to hunting, except for those uh, those special events. Yeah. Uh, what kind of a turkey population is there on the on that beautiful tract of land? You know, it's hard to say the exact number, but it is thriving. I think that we've got probably one of the most successful areas for turkey hunting in the entire state. Really, uh, and I think it, it, a lot of that is contributed to the the the, the excessive management and, and and prescribed fire activity that we do. It really benefits turkeys. Yeah, and uh, you have actually a pretty large wildlife population there overall, don't you? We do, yep. Um, 
that it's it's a really an ecologically diverse area. It's kind of at the transitional area of three different uh, what we call ecological provinces. So we've got kind of a, a prairie and agriculture to the south, and then we've got our more forested lands to the north. And mm-hmm. Camp Ripley is right at that transition line. So as you're driving up from Little Falls into Brainerd, you kind of notice the transition from uh, prairie agriculture yeah. to forest, and Camp Ripley kind of sits right at that. It also has the convergence of the Crow Wing and Mississippi Rivers. So. Right, yeah. So uh, I know you have a huge deer population. There's wolf packs wolf? in there. Uh, is there bear as well? There is a lot of bear. Yeah, oh, wow. we have uh, we have a pretty active bear um, monitoring program. We we uh, we have eight black bears that are collared with radio telemetry collars, and so we oh, follow wow. them around to identify their movements and travel patterns and reproduction success and things like that. That's a big partnership with uh, Minnesota DNR and the University of Minnesota. Sure, um, but we do really a lot of neat neat things. Um, but when you think about wildlife populations, at Camp Ripley, the, the 53,000 acres alone is not enough to sustain these larger landscape scale um, wildlife needs. Um, a lot of these animals require unfragmented habitat that's beyond that 53,000 acres mm-hmm. that we have. And so I think where that kind of blends is another program that we're actively involved in, and that's the, uh, the Army Compatible Use Buffer Program, mm. m- known more locally as the ACUB program. Okay. And... The ACUB is primarily known for our ability to work with landowners to develop conservation easements on their land Mm -hmm. that would prevent any development from occurring on their land. So if it's a farm, it'll continue to be a farm. If it's a forest, it'll be a forest. Mm -hmm. And we execute that program through the uh, Morrison Soil and Water Conservation District, and they use uh, the Board of Water and Soil Resources Conservation Easement Program. So they put an easement on the landscape. It's a conservation easement, and it will protect that land – in perpetuity from any type of development. Now, that helps uh, the military because we make a lot of noise. We put up a lot of dust and we generate a lot of smoke. We've heard. And, <laughs> and so we, we try to find ways that we can work with neighboring landowners to, to identify compatible landscapes. It's not, a, it's not an anti-development um, program, but it's ways that we can work together to ensure that lands in the future don't become more and more incompatible than they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it creates a buffer and to date we have secured 28,000 acres of wow. conservation easements around Camp Ripley. Yeah. The other arm of the ACUB program is an acquisition piece. So we can get federal funding to support acquisition of properties, uh, but we can't own the property. So it's a partnership program. So we just help a partner fund a program for for public or recreational opportunities such as a wildlife management area for DNR. Um, the most recent project that we're working with right now is a really exciting one right here in the uh, the town of Baxter. There's 200 acres along the Mississippi River that came up for sale, and it's currently a, a, a completely forested environment right along the Mississippi River. And the city of Baxter was interested in, in um, securing that property as an open green space. It's really close to the Forest View Middle School, so they reached out to mm-hmm. the local school district and said, can we make this a, a school forest? Um, and uh, all partners kind of aligned. We found federal funding to support the project. Baxter was successful in getting a uh, – a state grant from the Legislative Citizens Commission for the Natural Resources for matching funds. Mm-hmm. And so we are in progress of securing that 200 acres now that will be forever protected as a school forest. Isn't that cool? That's neat. So, what a great yeah. partnership, yeah. too. Great, great program. Yeah. Hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah, I would think that uh, the land around the camp, although uh, some might eyeball it as, oh, this would be a great place to live, on second thought, they too would be uh, dismayed after a while. <laughs> Sure, and it is great recreational property. 
you know, and that's yeah. one of the good things about the ACAB program is that someone can purchase it. They can put an ACAB easement, which compensates the landowner. And uh, so they get paid up to a, an agricultural assessed value. Sure. Um, but then they can continue, continue to keep it uh, as hunting property for, for generations to come. Yeah. Um, we have an open house on May 29th mm. at Camp Ripley. It's called our ACUB Open House. It's going to be at the Conference Hangar Center at Camp Ripley. It is open to the public. It's kind of a, this year we're, we're focusing on a, an ACUB appreciation event. So we're inviting all landowners who have enrolled their land into ACUB as a way for, uh, for, the, for the, commanding, uh, the, the, the senior commander at Camp Ripley, Brigadier General Lowell Cruz, will mm-hmm. give his thanks for, for their efforts in helping secure that compatible landscape around Camp Ripley. Um, and do there you have are over a time for that open house? We do. It's uh, from 6 to 8 okay. on May 29th. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Very good. And if you want more information about the open house, you can contact myself or the Joint Visitor Bureau Office at, at Camp Ripley. Yep. And I'm uh, always surprised. Uh, I shouldn't be, but I mean, I'm I'm always impressed by the uh, partnerships that you guys have. And you mentioned the DNR and landowners around the place. Uh, DNR is actually involved in a lot of different projects, aren't they? On a- absolutely, we we are very integrated with the DNR. Um, in fact, two of the staff members at Camp Ripley are non-game wildlife biologists. So all the bear den monitoring that's done. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and all you mentioned that. the University of Minnesota. I mean, it's really Correct. fascinating. And, in fact, even here in Central Lakes College here in Brainerd, yeah, um, we have a partnership with them, a really active p- partnership. Um, we hire three interns every summer, um, and these are paid internships from Central Lakes College students in mm-hmm. the Natural Resource Program. So those students get to come out and, and do all the really, the really fun work. Sure. We get bogged down behind the desk. <laughs> they get to go out in the, in the field and, and play with critters and bugs and, and do plant surveys and all that, all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, we also have a partnership with St. Cloud State University. They came up and do a lot of our invasive species treatments. So we have things like spotted knapweed and, and buckthorn and things like that that we want to keep out, these invasive plants. Right. So we hire those interns to come up and, and, and tackle those invasive plants for us. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, we stay really busy. Um, we also do a lot of the uh, the training area management, so all of the different training areas for the military. We, we're kind of the that, – that program, I like to refer to it as the, as the housekeepers of Camp Ripley. So uh, – as an example, when you check into a hotel room, you expect the bed is made, the bathroom is clean. Uh, when a unit checks into a training area, they expect that they won't encounter big erosion gullies and that the area will be nice like no one's ever used it before. Mm. And so that's kind of what we do with our training area management. When when maneuver damage is done, we go out, we grade it out, we reseed it, we make it look like it's a brand new training yeah. site, and, wow. and we keep it sustainable. Interesting. You are a busy department, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's fun work, though. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet it is. All right. Well, also with us, uh, Chief Warrant Officer Shane Haugen. Uh, Shane, what else is going on at Camp Ripley as far as uh, the National Guard and the U.S. Army side of things? Well, right now we're we're in a little bit of a lull as we're getting ready for annual training season to start ramping up here. So we had NORAX wrap up this uh, late winter's early spring, and and um, but one of our exciting events coming up here in in May is the Boy Scouts. So they're going to do their Ripley rendezvous and bring several thousand Boy Scouts out for the weekend. And wow. and uh, so we'll put on a little bit of a show for them, and they'll get to talk to General Cruz for a little bit. And I, I think it'll be pretty – they're excited. We're excited to have three or 4,000 Boy Scouts out there running around and, and sleeping in tents. Hopefully it warms up a little bit for them. <laughs> But, yeah, we've got some open area set aside for them, and, and they're pretty excited about how they're going to be able to run their weekend. Excellent. So, and then, then of course, we roll into the annual training season. So one of our um, 
non-typical units. We've got 2nd Brigade coming up from Iowa uh, this summer, and they're going to do their a large training exercise as they're getting ready to potentially deploy. So they'll have about 2,500 soldiers here that don't typically come to Minnesota. So that'll happen um, July and August time frame. Uh, we've also got all of the gunnery, so the artillery and the tank gunnery coming up soon. So you'll start hearing some more noise pretty soon. And then later on this summer, our brigade, Minnesota's 1st Brigade, is going to go down to Fort Hood and, and do their version, the same thing the 2nd Brigade is doing, but uh, they're going to go down to Fort Hood and do it because they've got all the tanks and the Bradleys and they need a little bit more maneuver space. So we're going to have a big rail movement coming up here at the end of uh, mid to late July. So that'll be pretty exciting and Camp Ripley be a busy place for that. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, and as I think uh, we were talking about this before, but I, that's part of the training is loading Absolutely. Uh, artillery, tanks, yep. uh, equipment onto these trains and getting it done in a yeah. proper uh, – and uh, and I would think there's a time factor yes. there as well. It takes about 10 days uh, to load wow. the entire brigade's worth of equipment. Uh, so that's something we're trying to work on is is potentially get more rail into Camp Ripley so we can cut down that time in case there is – a real emergency, yeah. and they need to move the equipment. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is it is part of their training. We don't hire uh, Burlington Northern to come in and lower the trains. <laughs> the, the soldiers go out, and they and they do it themselves. It's yeah. it's um, battalion commanders plan for that training, and they want their soldiers to go and learn and do it themselves. Sure. Yeah. It's their Makes equipment. Sense. They need to maintain it. They need to know how to move it and, and then bring it all back. Man. So it is. <laughs> the production. It, it really is. Um, this is almost a full-on deployment. Just yeah. to Texas. They're yeah. going to move all of their oh. tanks, all of their Bradleys, all of their artillery, their Humvees, their trucks, all of that equipment. And then they're going to do a three-week exercise this summer, and then they're going to come back. Man. So the logisticians. the process again. Yeah, they just do it in reverse. Wow. And the logisticians are stressed out. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's part of the new cycle of the Guard because uh, – Guess what the exciting news is? They'll do it all again next year when they go to California for training. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they work hard. Um, yeah. In fact, if you look back 10, 12, 15 years ago when we were deploying, much of that equipment was already staged, whether it was in the Balkans or in Iraq or in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. The logisticians work harder today to go to these three-week training exercises than yeah. they had to do to deploy an entire battalion or brigade 10, wow. 15 years ago because the equipment, they have to bring yeah. it with them this time. Yep. Yeah, very, wow. very interesting. All right. Yeah, they're busy people. So I have to ask, uh, last night, middle of the night, I thought I felt the uh, house shake a little bit uh, from my perspective. Is that uh, – was that thunder? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't on post last night. <laughs> okay. We'll, well, we'll call that one thunder. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was thunder. Very good. Um, and uh, over the weekend, as I was working in the yard, I saw two beautiful big planes uh, look like they were doing some maneuvers. And that's part of what happens there as well. Yeah, right? absolutely. The C-130s are busy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Usually they're busy busier during the weeks because uh, most weekends, those those guys are also civilian pilots. Uh-huh. Um, but if, if it's their drill weekend, then they're busy too. And, and, well, maybe and it was during the week, but yep. uh, I did see two very large planes. Oh, yeah. They're, well, they're flying all the time now. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll see them all the time at Camp Ripley doing the touch and goes. And we've got, um, we like to brag about, but we've got one of the few uh, tactical landing strips. So a gravel landing strip right next to our main landing strip that oh. they use. So um, and it replicates what these pilots will see when they deploy. Mm-hmm. So they, we get pilots flying from all over the country that come in and use that strip for an hour or two, and they can get out of here. Get a feel for it, yep, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's, Interesting. It's That's fascinating. A very different way to land a plane, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. 
Well, as we know, uh, it's always a busy place, and uh, it gets even busier as you get into the summer. So. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be another busy summer out there. All right. Well, we'll have you back to talk more about some of the other things coming up uh, when we visit next month. In the meantime, we'll watch for that smoke, because you say that's <laughs> kind of going on, isn't it? it? It will be, and it'll be continuing probably through the month of May. Through May. Okay. okay. Very good. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here to keep us up to date on what's going on at Camp Ripley. We truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks, guys. All right. Our guests today, Chief Warrant Officer Shane Haugen in Public Affairs at Camp Ripley and Mr. Josh Pennington, who is the Camp Ripley Environmental Supervisor. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus is available anytime on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com.